0: to the other side of 45's podcast. I'm your host, Randy Black. This podcast is about taking chances, owning my mistakes, addressing generational family trauma and curses, completing my 50-50s by 50 list, and my life as a single internester. If this is your first time listening, welcome! Please subscribe and rate this podcast five stars. So, this episode is a deeper dive On a previous episode entitled, Feminist, Feminism, Feminine, that episode struck a chord from a follower who doesn't support feminists, feminism, feminists, same thing. Anyway, so I was contacted by this follower and we engaged in a healthy conversation that introduced me to a group or I guess an idea that I had never heard of. The manosphere. I say it like that, so I want you to really understand that's what it's called. Manosphere. Now, I, I assured him that um, the conversation was set in a safe space, so I would be a woman of my word and not disclose what he shared, except for his membership in the manosphere. Now, I like I said, I had never heard of it, so I had to look it up. While we were talking, I looked, I was like, manosphere, so I looked it up. And this is what I found out. Dear listeners, if you do not know what the manosphere, you are about to find out. So, the manosphere is a collection of websites, blogs, and online forums promoting masculinity, misogyny, yes, misogyny, and strong opposition to feminism. Hence his cord being struck. Um, there are communities within the uh, manosphere. There's men's rights activists like I can barely say that men's rights activists like they ever need anyway the incels which are involuntary celibates (laughs) men going their own way pickup artists and father's rights groups that's the definition online now although I had never heard of that I am on TikTok and I would see creators who, now that I know what it is, who were creating content that countered that type of thinking. So, and apparently there's this podcast where men spill out tomfoolery about women in relationships. Now, I've seen that. I didn't endorse that that foolishness, so I won't even mention it. Plus, I don't know. But anyway, I'm not on TikTok that often. But my For You page does have these creators who counter this type of thinking um with the manosphere or um a lot of kevin samuels tomfoolery and those podcasters who either now that i think of are either part of the manosphere or they just all think the same which is not surprising anyway a side note to that is that one of the creators that i follow whose tiktok tiktok handle is dragonflies and whiskey so the profile says that they are the president of we Mad, and that's literally how it said. We Mad, I love it, it's, it's hilarious. We Mad is an acronym for Women Make All Decisions. And I mean, like, seriously, that would be awesome. But anyway, they create videos in which the character Doug, now the creator and Doug is the per- same person, they just put on a mustache when they're Doug. So Doug has to endure the same type of things that women have had to endure for years. So followers send messages to the creator to make and request videos addressing different issues that women go through such as ask Doug to smile more or address something about abortions or um, being pregnant and being emotional, all kind of things that women have had to do over years. And I'm gonna link one of my favorite videos in the show notes. I mean, it is hilarious. Doug is hilarious. Anyway, back to the subject. So I call myself a feminist. In that episode, even though I did think that the term was a little outdated, um, and I knew this like in like 2015 or so, because my oldest daughter had joined the feminist club at her high school, and I was talking to a friend and shared with him that she had joined this club, and he said that he had not heard that term used in years, and neither had I, and we both agreed that we felt that the movement uh, was no longer necessary because most adults were feminists, and the club was probably not needed. Well, honey, we were wrong. I mean, who knew that there were groups of men that were working hard against all the work that feminists had started in the 50s and 60s. Now, on that previous episode, I only shared a fraction of why I became a feminist despite my upbringing. So my grandparents hold a special place in my heart. My grandfather was a constant father figure for me and most of my cousins. He was amazing. I mean, we could do no wrong in his eyes, which is one of the reasons why I miss him so much. My grandmother, she's a calm spirit. Whenever I go back home and I just need to regroup, she delivers every single time. I love that woman. Absolutely love her. Anyway, to call myself a people watcher i watch people I watch people at the park at work at restaurants it don't matter i used to do it mostly because i like to write and so i would watch people watching come up with these stories in my head and then i will write about it i don't write anymore because i've gotten stupid over years but anyway i digress when i was growing up people watching was called being nosy yeah that's what they used to call me one day i was being nosy and i was listening to a conversation um between my mother her sisters and my grandmother and they were discussing a woman whose husband was hitting her now I, I i do know who the woman was i just won't disclose it because these are people that i know anyway i don't actually remember the exact conversation but what i do remember is what my grandmother said so they were talking about you know him hitting her and what she should do blah 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 blah. anyway and i say blah blah blah, blah. i'm not trying to be insensitive. i just don't remember what they say but this is what i do remember my grandmother said nowadays women don't have to put up with that they have options they don't have to stay now that, I'm, I'm paraphrasing of course because that was a long time ago when i was a child now my amazing wonderful grandfather was not a good husband. He was an alcoholic and would sometimes abuse my mother's according to the stories. He also had two children, my aunts, that are not my grandmother's children. He did this while they were married. So, but you know what? By the time his grandchildren came around you know, by the time we were born, my grandfather had stopped drinking, but he didn't stop seeing other women. Now, I, I like to say by the time his grandchildren came around, because my siblings and I are the oldest grandchildren. So I know by the time we were born, he had already stopped drinking. One, because my mother told me. All right. But I do know that he did not stop seeing other women. Well, the last time um, we heard, and I say me, I mean my family, heard of him having a girlfriend, I wasn't an an adult, okay? And one of my cousins caught him with one of his girlfriends, and I do mean caught him. And uh, my cousin told my grandmother. She simply responded, how do you know I don't have a boyfriend? And that is one of the reasons why I don't believe in the male patriarchy, I think I'm saying that wrong. Anyway, because it worked for the husband, not so much for the wife. Like my grandmother said, the women didn't have choices, but now we do. Men are no longer a necessity, they are a choice. I can only imagine how my grandmother felt. Happy? No. I don't think she was happy. I think she did what she felt she had to do. She worked. She provided for her family. She turned a blind eye to her husband's, let's say, indiscretions. It's hard for me to talk about this because as a woman, I could imagine being married to somebody like my grandfather, but as his granddaughter, all I can remember is How wonderful of a grandfather he was. All the things he did when we were children. So it's hard for me to say the word I know I need to say. And that's why I'm using the word indiscretions. So she turned a blind eye to my grandfather's indiscretions. When I hear those ridiculous segments from the Manosphere podcasters say things like, High value woman and how they treat relationships like it's a transaction or the thought that men are needed for our protection. I mean, I think of those women that came before me who had no choice. Well, women don't need men for protection, nor do we need them for their wallet. My grandmother knew that years ago, before the internet, before Men were given microphones and platforms to share their feminist-hating thoughts. And a Grandmother wasn't the type to burn her bra or to divorce, which she probably should've done. But she told us that we are more than just being somebody's missus. And she wasn't the only one in my life. In the cult, marriage was strongly encouraged. It was not uncommon for members to marry 18, 19. Some even going as far as getting their parents consent to marry before the legal age. Marriage was a lifelong sentence for some. Now, I know, I know that there are women who are in these types of relationships, meaning the headship, and they are happy. I also know that there are women who are not, and they are happy. This is not about happy versus not happy. This is me giving examples of women in these situations, okay? Anyway. Um, And I also understand that marriage is not a sentence for everyone. But in regards to these women, I say it was a lifelong sentence because divorce was discouraged. Matter of fact, you only get a divorce if it was on the grounds of adultery. And these women were Miserable. Some of these wives would come, all they did was when they were away from their husband, husbands, husbands would complain about being married. I recall one very unhappy wife that she would tell us all the single women in the congregation, and whenever she got a chance, she would say, Don't get married. That was her advice. Don't get married she was stuck and unhappy and there's more my aunt lost her husband in a car accident she was a stay-at-home mom of three her husband was a sole provider he paid all their bills when he passed away she had no means of support she had no skill she didn't know how to pay a, a bill as usual my mother was called upon to step in after she educated my aunt on how and where to pay bills. Now, I say how and where. Because this was before online payments. So you had to either pay the bills in person or mail a check. And I remember this because I remember my mother saying she didn't even know where to go to pay the water bill. Anyway, I just that just stuck in my head all these years. Anyway, after the re-education of my aunt. I should say re-education, the education of my aunt by my mother. Mother called me and my sisters in the kitchen and explained to us what was going on with my aunt. Now, I will say this. This is only a snippet of what was going on. There's way more that happened, but I don't know that I will get a chance to share that. It's very sensitive, but for right now, we're just going to talk about this particular point. So, mother called us in the kitchen. She's telling us what's going on and this was a life lesson for us. And mother would do that sometimes, she would say, look, and I knew it was a life lesson and I've would, and i done the same thing with my girls. She said, don't ever put yourself in a position where you can't take care of yourself. Know how to do something, learn a skill, go to school, whatever, but you better learn how to take care of yourself. So no. I don't need a head. I don't need a man to take responsibility for me. I learned how to do that a long time ago. And guess what? i taught my daughters to do the same. I don't hate men. Yes, I have been known to emasculate men who deserve it. And I've sliced and diced an Eeyore two in my lifetime. And yes, I did tell a friend whom I was not dating that I like my men obedient I did say that I was joking sorta but I, I don't hate men I just know my worth and it's beyond being somebody's missus I'm not trying to pretend to be a marriage expert or relationship guru my track record is not good I'm a divorcee I have avoided serious relationships And I am not currently or actively seeking a man, nor am I dating. I'm as far away from being a relationship expert as one can get. However, I know that if I marry again, I want a partner, a friend, someone who respects me, not expects me expects me to subject myself, expects me to stroke his ego, expects me to elevate his masculinity with shallow, undeserving accolades. Now, the go-to for these type of men to sell this ridiculous thinking, um, these anti-feminists, these misogynists, these manosphere members, these Kevin Samuels followers, the one thing they like to say is to sell this foolishness that they are the prize. They are not. They'll say, that's why you're gonna die along with your cats. You know what my response is? My daughter and I was talking about this. Really, cause I love cats. Are we talking domesticated or exotic? A wild or whatever you wanna call them. Cause I like them both. So if I get a wild cat, like a tiger or a lion, they can protect me. And guess what? I still don't need you. Anyway. <laughs> again, I don't want you to think that I'm anti-man, because I'm not. I like men. I'm open. I mean, when I say open, I mean, I would consider remarrying or being in a committed relationship. But this is the thing. I know that I don't have to do either. Because I plan to spend my life living it to the fullest. I'm going to travel. I'm going to learn new skills. I'm going back to school. I'm building a business. And... I am just fine. Like the theme some of my life by you know who Mary J. Blige. I like what I see when I'm looking at me, when I'm walking past the mirror. Don't stress it tonight at a time of my life. Ain't worried about it if you feel it. Got my head on straight. I got my vibe right. I ain't gonna let you kill it. You see, I wouldn't change my life. My life's just fine. Meet me on the other side of 45's podcast website and Instagram. New episodes will be released every Monday. Thank you for tuning in. And please rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts also so others can find it. It helps me grow my podcast. Your feedback and support is greatly appreciated.